So Scott here from obviously the Let's Point Pod. It's the 3rd of January. It's the first one of the new year. Plan of attack today. A little bit of an intro from myself and Nathan. Um, some quickfire questions. Uh, Nathan will look at some squash over the Christmas break. I'll be going into a bit of rugby. Then we'll look at some local sport. And then, hopefully the best bit, we'll be looking at the best excuses that we have heard of for um, not playing sport or missing sport or training. And we've got some good ones, haven't we? Oh, mate, my phone's going off the hook at the moment. I did a post last night on the pod um, and then shared it and some of the messages coming through. Unfortunately, some of them are... Well, let's borderline. Need need to be played after 8pm, you know? (laughs) So, um, well, well, maybe we'll talk about them another day. But, um, yeah, obviously, uh, just to get a bit bit more about yourself, Nathan, um, I'm going to fire off some questions for you. Just first answer that comes to your head. Birthplace. Lower Hutt, New Zealand. How many years in Lux? 20. 20. Oh, you'll be getting a badge. What is your first sport? Rugby. Really? No. Se- second sport? No, BMX actually. Oh, okay. Second sport? Uh, rugby. Nice. Cats or dogs? Dogs. That's all right. You can stay. Gym or sauna? Gym. Are you left or right-handed? Right. What is the last TV series you watched? Uh, it was Netflix Vikings. Oh, very good. Uh, last live sport that you watched? PDC World Championships last night, the darts. Ooh, mama, we'll get into that later on. And uh, will you be sober for January? Does it start today? Yeah. That's Possibly. Well, possibly. <laughs> All right, anyway. Okay, um, we will get some quick fire questions. They won't all be in that order. Um, what's your first sport? I should say rugby. But you, you want, CrossFit is not a sport. Oh, but I haven't done CrossFit in ages. Just bench press, man. <laughs> Second sport? Well, I'd say cricket. Midweek hacker. Flat track bully, I've been called. Uh, left or right-handed? Right-handed. Uh, last live sport you watched? Last live sport I watched. Crikey. I would say it would be the sevens out in Dubai, but that'd be a lie. I'm going to have to come back to you on that. I haven't watched mm. that live sport in ages. And well, it's got to be RCL. RCL before, RCL before like. the break. But yeah, go on, sorry. Have you been sober in January? Yeah, of course. You're unbelievable. <laughs> um, years, how many years have you been living in Luxembourg? This is the start of year five now. The start of year five. Well, technically wow. it would be like nine, because this is my second stint. Yes. Bit of a youngin, really, to Luxembourg. Probably bit of a spot. Obviously, born here. Anyway, we don't you are born here. Yeah, I didn't realize you were born yeah, here. Yeah, I told you that loads of times. You just never listen, mate. Um, obviously, we've. Um, that's just a little bit about us. Now, the first thing I'm going to start off with today is um, I had a bit of a disaster, as I always do, um, flying over to see my parents <clears throat> when I was. Uh, to see them for, well, not for Christmas, but just after Christmas. Me being me, it turned into an absolute shambles. Now, unfortunately, you missed the stories on Instagram. Um, so I went for the uh, I went for the influencer. Um, Approach. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, tell everyone what's going on because everybody really cares about what's going on. So I'm just going to read it. One of the boys screenshot and sent to me, so I'll read it off. Um, anyway, page one. Drive to Brussels. <clears throat> report for antigen test. Drive to Charleroi for the flight. The COVID test isn't even checked. Board flight. I had a road to myself. Easy. Buy a bottle of water, which costs about 80 euros. 
Got off the flight through security, no drama, or was there? Walked to car hire, realised my wallet is still on the plane. Go back to the airport, speak to nice lady, nothing handed in. Speak to helpful lady again, plane is pushed back and now en route to Dublin. Go to car hire pickup, no bus comes for 45 minutes, plan is to blag it. Because I'm obviously super organised, I have everything saved on my uh, laptop, you know, so I figure, I figure I might be able to get through this. Yeah, good one, Browner. Uh, phone the number on the email. No answer. So many times. Um, I then phone the driver who drives the bus to come and pick you up for the car hire. He informs me that he's sick. <laughs> so tells me to go back to the terminal building. I obviously wish him well, amongst other things. Was that, was, was, is that's almost an excuse which we're going to come on to later yeah, on, yeah, isn't yeah, it? exactly. Appropriate. <clears throat> anyway, I prepared to depart the pickup zone. I'm approached by an intoxicated Polish rapper who asked me for a lift to Aberdeen. Now, I don't know how well you know Scotland, but Edinburgh's here, right? I'm going to Kenmore, which is here. Aberdeen is on the other side of the country. It's basically on the east coast of Scotland. I explained the predicament. So now he thinks I'm his vehicle to get to the rap capital of the world, which is Aberdeen. Anyway... Whilst he's talking on, this lady comes over to us to ask about a taxi. The Polish rapper does his Borat pressure and goes, Whoa, whoa, how much? Obviously, there's an argument afterwards. I sneak off like a snake to get away from this drama. Yeah, I need to get to Kenmore or Stirling at the worst because my brother's at Union Stirling. No trains, no credit cards, you know, no buses, boo-hoo, it's, it's Boxing Day. So I ring mummy and younger brother. We've got two options. Stay in a hotel up there till the morning or getting an Uber to Stirling. Low battery, no decision's been made, so panic starts to set in. So I need some power. There's a number of hotels nearby. There's one called the Hilton, the Doubletree, sounds cool. So I walk in casually looking at the phone, exits identified, no doorman or security. There's a large family group finishing dessert. There shouldn't be too much trouble. So I tried to explain the gravity of the situation to the receptionist when approaching the lobby. Now I was thinking, I could go rogue here and try and speak French, but she might be French and call my bluff. I could try and speak Luxembourgish, but I know I only know how to say, can I have a meter of beer, a meter of beer, or can I ask for jam, gabase? So anyway, I just inform her that I'm waiting for my Uber, so I'm going to use the power socket. She agrees that's okay. Uber number one, cancelled. Uber number two, it's also cancelled, but not after I've left the sanctuary of the hotel to stand out in the cold. I'm stood out there with my tail between my legs. There's a new guy on the desk now, an old timer. He knows the crap. I walk in and announce, <laughs> bloody Uber cancelled on me. And I walk back to the same spot to get power for the phone and laptop. He doesn't even look at me. Happy days. Anyway, so Uber number three's en route. I wait there and I think, I'm not going outside till I know it's there. It arrives. So it's gonna take 32 minutes. So I uh, pull up at what I think is my uh, brother's uni accommodation. The only good thing I had going for me was that I had been there sober before, so I did start to recognise it all. Anyway, get back in, uh, finally get into the house. He's left the key out and um, yeah, got in about one o'clock in the morning. Got into my brother's room. There's all my kicking tees that always get me. All sat in my room. Yeah, what a disaster, mate. Mate. I need an instruction This manual. is a little bit... Yeah, definitely. This is quite similar to the um, Sweden, as it were, the, the time you went for the rugby match in Sweden. So you've certainly um, 
You certainly do yourself one, don't you? You boys think I should bring out a book. I don't know if anybody would buy it. Sounds good. <laughs> but anyway. But, yeah, that, but I th- <clears throat> you know, that I, I don't think you're the only one that was actually... Um, I don't think you're the only one that was that was like that. I think it's very difficult to travel at the moment yeah. with, well, with, with everything. And well, Okay, well. Um, forgetting your wallet on the plane. Not smart. No. But, um, but, hey, yeah. this ain't my first rodeo. That's um, right. Anyway, as I said, um, a little intro for us there. Uh, hopefully get things going. Um, we're obviously going to crash into the rugby uh, and the and the squash. Moving forward, we'll try and bounce into other sports, so focus on different segments every week. But Nathan, I know you want to take a lead on the squash, obviously, here. So, uh, well, yeah. Far away, boss. I can tell you what's been going on in the squash world, and that's uh, not, not a lot, actually. Um, uh, obviously, at the club, there's been uh, many people hitting balls, and they're preparing for a tournament, which is this weekend named the clubs open at top squash um yeah generally in december it's a it's a quieter month with with things you know players going on holiday or being with their with their loved ones for, for christmas and then everyone so bounces not, back in, in january new year yeah new year, to be thing. honest it, it, it usually I, I i don't know whether with the new covid measures but we're now a, a 2g plus center so whether that impacts things or not i don't i, I don't know but normally people rip into it as of now, yeah. basically for the tournament. So this tournament that we that that we play is is um, it'll be like sixty people, I would say, that will will play in it. But, but it's normally everyone's in the same boat. No one's feeling that great, to be honest. No one's like trained up. But you wouldn't put it as a peak event in your in, in, in your agenda. Um, but it's just one to get the a good workout, a good sauna, a good sweat out. Um, and then. Um, and then the, the the national league starts. The federation league starts as of next Wednesday. So um, is that something you would you would throw your your hat in the ring, go and ruffle a few few feathers, you know, throw a few yeah, not, elbows in there? Yeah, not <clears throat> not really. I'm I'm another punter at that. Just like and 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 enjoy meeting people, and um, yeah, not not really one to ruffle any feathers. Um, and then, yeah, and then the big events kind of start, let's say, in, in, in February. I know there's the national championships in, in February. Um, and then we have the top squash open in March. Um, and then we have a Masters, which will be in May. That sounds pretty epic, the Masters. So, the, yeah, they, they, they all sound good. But that's not to say that there's not many other competitions. You know, there's a corporate league competition that will restart. Um, mid-January and that'll be interesting to see how many teams take part in that and again because some corporates are not throwing their their hat in the mix due to the due to the COVID situation yeah um, I'm a believer that it will get will, will get better actually I think this year I'm quite positive on on, on, on that I think it's um, the nature, nature of the beast with that sort of thing you know um, when you you set up or organise something like that, you want um, it to be fully booked the minute you set it live. Of course. Um, but, you know, um, lots of coffees will go for a few beers and stuff to sort of sweet, sweeten some people up to get yeah, you, you, keep you, them on board. Yeah, to keep them know? on board. The, the interesting <coughs> thing is is some some events, the, the, the numbers are, are quite low, but you cannot not have the event unless you're really forced to, yeah. and you, because you're promoting a sport as well. Yeah. So I, I you know, let's say you normally would get uh, on a usual situation, you would get maybe sixty to eighty participants, but if you get forty, you still get, you still run, you're not run losing, the event. You're not, you know, if you look at it from a financial point of view, you're not losing money. You're just 
not making as much money, which is still too difficult. Yeah, no, yeah, you, you, you are literally doing it for the doing it for the game in that, in, in that sort of sense. Um, what else is going on? Then actually, we have um, the juniors. We will have between uh, now and April, but now and Easter, we will have uh, four, f- five junior tournaments, one-day tournaments on a Sunday for the for the kids, and we'll get anywhere between twenty to to, to forty players participating in in, in those. Um, uh, from a coaching side, we're going to go through coach about uh, I would say sixty or seventy juniors a week. Um, that's, that's good because it is, as you say, it is a minority sport. Minority so. sport and individual. You know, you're looking at individual sessions and with with group sessions as well. We say we've got some smashing little athletes in there. There's no doubt about it. We've got some good players that we're very proud of. Is it, is it something you you would actively encourage? Uh, obviously, it's great that these 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 kids can get experience of playing you know tournaments uh, locally. But is it something you would push them to go and play different? People? Massively, massively. That's the biggest push, and it's actually one of our our weaknesses. So we've got you know we've got we've got professional squash coaches, and we've also got teachers, the likes of likes of Will, who, yeah, yeah. who really gets these kids off the ground and, and feeds them out to the to the pros to take on to another level. So the children get, or even I would say families, they get they they, they get familiar with. Monday squash, Wednesday squash, Friday squash, for example, and then that becomes it. They say they do squash three times a week, yeah, yeah. but it's not squash. Yeah. We we need these kids to be saying, "I'm going to play a match on Monday. I'm going to play a match on Tuesday. Yeah. I'm going to play I'll a play match on Wednesday." Tournament. And it's not even necessarily competitive. It's just doing match play. Yeah. And if you do one or two, well, maybe if you did one training session with a coach or even as a group, that's good. Um, but I think certainly here, parents like things organised. So. Yeah. And and you 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 you're paying a pro to do the job, so yeah. it becomes a bit more training based, which is not ideal. It's not ideal, um, I mean, to be the, honest. But it, you, that's what you want to do. You want to go off and play play in these tournaments, and it's your uh, you, you know you, you you essentially learn to think on your feet. I think when guys is when back at school, but I used to actually play a bit of badminton. One of the guys I knew set up a team and entered it into leagues. Now we used to get a hiding every week, but you would play. You'd, you'd have uh, you play in doubles. You'd have a first pair, second pair, third pair. Obviously, it was in the third yeah. pair. Um, and you'd play your third pair, second. But you know, you play against everybody, and then there would be the cumulative score. Right, they would win the match and stuff like that. But even because you're playing, you know, you're going to play best of three games. Three games, yeah. So you're going to play a minimum of six games against different people, and so you're playing. And as you're playing, whilst you might not think about it, you'd be like, right, well, he's slow and not very good at the net, so that's where I'm going to I'm try gonna and make him. I'm going to make him run more, or I'm going to make, you know, and, and you can learn to use tactics. Exactly, and, and without, you know, maybe without verbally expressing, this is what I'm going to do, you you, you pick up on it in the game, um, and I think that's something Well, you that, develop your, you, you develop the athlete's instinctive, and, and their own instinctive, whereas when you're coaching, you're looking at, you're looking at other scenarios, if you, you, or you're telling them, if this happens, or I will do, I, I will do this to give you options to play into these areas, and, and but that, it's, it's, it's structured, you're almost not giving them the answer entirely, yeah. but it's not until you go out and actually play the sport, and you learn the, the, the the tactics of, of of playing, not knowing where your opponent's going to hit the ball, and it gets a bit a bit more challenging. So that would be that would be my dream if if probably and it's the children can't get down to the club. They need help. They need to be driven to the 
apart from the locals, local kids yeah. um, who live in the village, but they need to be driven to get there. So it requires a lot of um, parent communication and, and, and effort from the parents as well. It would be my dream if they, they were playing a lot more. But again, we will put in a big emphasis on, on, on that and try and create little internal leagues for the, for, the, for the young kids. And I'm talking from the age of realistically I, I look at my daughter nine yeah so you look anywhere from the age of eight eight to starting at ten to start having i was quite proud of of of, uh, of the kids we had uh four kids age nine just in the in the during the break just now coming down and wanting to choosing to play with each other so i sent a message out to them does anyone want to, to have a hit at two o'clock on day and they and they all came yeah. a lot of the time they were you know Throwing balls and, and and playing, but it came from them, so that they wanted to play the game. Let's say, and that, that's quite interesting when you say about that age, because that's sort of coming to that business end of uh, of 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 the kids in terms of they, that decision is going to be made whether they're going to continue sport. It's normally like around sort of t- eleven, twelve, thirteen. Uh, that's where they're going to fall away if, if they do fall away. Yeah. So, but what, why? And you look at it, why would a child fall away from sport at that that age? Is because there's another influence somewhere somewhere else. Whether it's going into town with friends, whether it's having more sleepover parties, whether it's um, uh, engagement in another <laughs> sport. And I think if, if if you can make your sport as um, social as possible, then. Um, uh, or, or community-based as possible. It's a place where they want to want want to go to. Yeah. I think that that's that's really important. That community, that grassroots level, which we often talk about. If you focus on that, the high performance part will come. And unfortunately, especially here, I think we try and do it the other way around. You know, we can try and create. You can't create a high performance environment if you, if you don't have your, if you don't have your pla- platform base. So that's pretty much that's the wrap from the squash. What I've got this week. I'm happy to go to, into some more next week. Um, because I can have the results from the from the clubs open, and we would have um, and we would have started or we would have restarted all the programs and and um, and whatnot. So yeah, top stuff. Yeah, that's the, that that's the squash, and I'll even give you the 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 um, the rankings of the world champion of the the PSA next week as well of where everybody sits because uh, we've got a couple of new ideas coming to top squash or potential exhibition matches happening mm. in the first half of the season. So I'll release a little bit more when I know more next week. Uh, rugby has much been happening locally and I, I've seen a bit on, 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 inter, on an international level over the Christmas break but um, which we can go into what about locally is there any um, anything happening nah, there's no no local stuff going on at the moment kids have all kids have all wrapped up so there's no training no training really going on at the moment um, bit weird and obviously out more locally the but playing in the German leagues, um, the, the the season stops normally at the sort of end of November until you sort of got the start of a start of March. That's probably quite sensible. I'm guessing the pitches are, but yeah. some pitches will be frozen. Maybe not this well, time of the year. You say that, but the weather's actually been all right. I see it's going to snow at the end of the week, though, isn't it? So yeah, yeah sort of. We'll, we'll see. We'll you know just keep ticking over there, and then the funny thing is, you've got the first national team match against Hungary on the 12th of March. And most of the there's no there's one game penciled in before that, which is the Lux Cup, which is obviously um, Walford Ange against RCL, which will be down in the the bargain Walford Ange. Should be good fun actually, um, but again, you know, it's not ideal practice. You want to be playing a few games before yeah, you obviously absolutely. get into it. Um, 
But um, yeah, I mean, in, in terms of like the professional side of things, very interesting at the moment is Leicester Tigers. They're unstoppable. So they've won fifteen games on the bounce. So they're leading the um, they're leading the, the Premiership. Premiership. So they've won eleven from eleven in the Premiership, but they've also won four games in the European Cup, uh, and then two in the oh sorry two in the European Cup and two in the domestic cup. So yeah, fifteen. On was the that was that foreseen at the start of the season? I know Exeter Chiefs and South Sharks were and, and Harlequins were the top well, of the Bristol, table in, in Bristol, and Bristol. Bristol yeah. are, are dung at the moment. They're floating right down at the bottom of the league. There's no relegation this year though. Uh, for what reason? Um, they want to ring fence it. But I think, I believe there's going to be one more team going to come up from the championship, which will probably be Ealing Trailfinders. They play in London. Um, yeah, I think they want to sort of make it more, you know, like Super Rugby. Okay. That's that sort of theme, which I can understand, but, you know. That's yeah, but sort of, I think there'll that's, be some teams that'll be missing out. Uh, there'll yeah, be some exactly, clubs. That'll... It's also like the, the trouble with Super Rugby is basically if you're not in the business by halfway through the season, then you're thinking... Right, we need to build for next year, so pretty much right off. Well, Super Rugby's a bit different because it's franchise rugby. It's, it, yes, you're representing a region as opposed to a club. So all the clubs feed into different franchises, don't they? You know. Yeah, well, the local clubs, let's say from Wellington Hurricanes, those local clubs feed in yeah. to... But yeah, so you'll, to never, you'll never get that. And it's like, you know, everyone... You know, everyone's sort of envious of like the you know the NFL draft system that they have set up, which is brilliant. The colleges feed into the the, the NFL franchise, but that will never happen in the UK because the clubs basically run the game in in uh, in the in, in England as opposed to the RFU. Whereas in New Zealand, the ABs are, are top, and everyone feeds into it that. Feeds into you know? that tribe. So it, a different system. A different system. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but interestingly enough, um, so I couldn't actually find the domestic record for the most games won on the bounce, but the record in international rugby is twenty-four games winning without a loss, um, held by currently by two teams in the world. I wonder, could you guess them? Well, uh, uh, yeah, I, I, my natural guess would be New Zealand because yeah. they would have had a, a, so a stronghold at, at, at some. Actually, at New some, Zealand women, New Zealand, yeah. New Zealand men's is sixteen. There's nothing seventeen, and England had it as well. But that's against tier one nations. Yes. Yeah. And any idea what the other? No, no idea. Cyprus. Twenty-four Cyprus. games on the bounce. Some going. Cyprus men or Cyprus? <laughs> yep, Cyprus men's fifteens team. 24 wins on the bounce. Really wow. interesting. And that's obviously within their tier, their tier three, tier yeah. two, whatever. Yeah, they're, tier they're sort of our, our sort of level, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so the streak, okay. Uh, the longest winning streak in sporting history in terms of time belongs to the New York Yacht Club. And they won the America's Cup 25 times over a 132-year period. Yep, I did. I, I, I was aware. And I didn't realise yes. the first race was actually, um, it actually started in the Isle of Wight. In 1851, so there's some there's some pub knowledge for you there, mate. Yeah, that's right. I, I didn't know that. I mean, we were talking about the America's Cup, uh, well, some time ago, weren't we? Yeah, back back in the earlier days, mate. The um, another interesting one, actually. So, unfortunately, um, Leicester are sort of under the microscope at the moment because there's a few uh, allegations about their salary cap going around now. Now, I don't know if you. So remember. this is similar to the Saracens situation. Yeah, so Saracens got docked. 70 points if you get docked 70 points you're going down mm-hmm. uh, and find 5 million quid um, now hopefully there's no uh, you know nothing comes of it because it's great to see them doing so well uh, Steve Borthwick's obviously doing a, a cracking job up there. I've heard um, 
there's a guy called Kevin Sinfield um, who play rugby league rugby league legend from mm-hmm. Leeds yeah. and he is he's coaching up there now and everybody is raving about him apparently really really good bloke really good coach there's a lot of good things they're obviously they're him. obviously on a high there's no doubt about it I mean when you get so, when you get such a, a winning streak of 15 you, you, you're certainly on a high um, but Leicester were, were the big dogs were, 10 years ago well, weren't they 10-15 years ago they were the, the heavyweights and uh, you know I think that's that's a it's natural for teams to go in cycles. Isn't it? So maybe, absolutely. Maybe they're getting getting back to it, but as 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 you'd say, you know, there's no smoke without fire. So it will be interesting to see um, see what happens. I mean, obviously Saracens, you know, rightly so were punished, but yeah, you'd, you'd wonder if 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 it, if it does come to to light that. Leicester are being naughty I would say there's other teams probably doing it as well, as you well know? exactly they're all playing on the edge obviously you've got um, just to bounce across you've got Leinster you know the, arguably the, the best team in the, Europe the European side Toulouse or whatever um, mate they're having a tough old run so they had their game on the 16th of December ca- against Montpellier cancelled because the EPCR decided that they had too many Covid cases now Montpellier had Covid cases as well the week before, Montpellier got pumped by Exeter. Leinster obviously won, so they didn't play. But they actually had to concede the game 28-0, which is obviously, you know, could potentially affect them further on. They then had to cancel the Munster match on the 26th of December. They've then cancelled the Ulster match. And the next game they could potentially play won't be until Montpellier again on the 16th of January. That's a they're long a, they're time. having a break like they have in Europe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> But that's like that's a long time with with no rugby, with, with no and, rugby. It, and it's not like you can train as well, you know, because if you test positive, you're out of action for. And they can't bring the club together. They, they can't bring the club together to train. No, so you know, um, uh, interestingly, in France, did you see? If you want to play rugby in France now, you have to be vaccinated at all levels, and that's going to be a, for the Six Nations. You've got certain players have spoken out saying they won't be taking the vaccine and stuff and be like you, you you can't, be, then you, you can't play you, you can't play international you know so it's another another it's one a, to throw amongst the mix um <clears throat> yeah just in terms of results i mean i mean there's a bit of a tough one isn't it sorry to come back on there's a bit of a tough one you know it's it's there's no point having any arguments or debates about it it's like a, the old argument do you believe in uh, do you believe in god or not it's a it's a no it's a you, the conversation goes nowhere yeah doesn't I mean, obviously, in terms of results, uh, Saints got pumped by, by Saracens, who we were just talking about, 30 points to six. Harlequins, who are high-flying at the moment, they got they only just scraped through against Gloucester. Uh, London Irish Bath, that got postponed. Probably a good thing for Bath. They are dog at the moment. Like, they are awful. They haven't won a game. They're, you know, bottom, floundering at the bottom of the Premiership. It's, I don't know what is going on there. But I know they've got the Munster coaches going there next year, so maybe he can potentially turn things around um, yeah I mean in terms of the ultimate rugby championship as they call it now everything's cooled off Benetton game cooled off Edinburgh Glasgow off Dragons Cardiff off the only one that was played was Connacht Munster and Connacht actually turned over Munster which um, the ultimate rugby championship that looks like it it's, It comes like from like, America or something yeah, doesn't it, it like, like a um, computer game doesn't but it? The, the reason I see that yeah. ultimate rugby championship it um, amazes me think have you seen the ultimate frisbee or the ultimate um, the disc is it frisbee disc that they play in the US? 
Well, on the American football pitches. Yes, mate. It looks incredible. We should. We there's a possibility we should delve, delve into that because I think they have a. They do. They do. do there's something locally. Him, he's, um, he's, he's two. His two lads go to St George's actually. Um, but yeah, mate. They're but they're athletes. Like you know, running, oh. diving around like lunatics and stuff. It's like any sport played at the highest, highest level. level. It's good to watch, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, it's good to watch. But yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, there's not a lot going on in the rugby world at the moment. Um, well, there's not a lot going on, even in the um, even in the football. There's been many many this whole, um, this whole Omicron thing. Have you? Did you see that? Um, did I send you the recording of the bloke? Or was it you sent it to me? The guy doing the, the Irish guys doing the horse race. It's absolute quality. I think that was the best Christmas uh, Carol Christmas. <laughs> Well, uh, what do you call it, a little video message. message? Yeah, Christmas oh. message of it. It I was actually, a- absolute quality. I listened to it in the car and I actually was laughing. La- like laughing, it was... Yeah, well, when I listened to it at the start, the first like, 10, 15 seconds, I thought, oh, what have we got here? But it just keeps getting better and better mm-hmm. and better. Yeah. Right? It would be interesting if we could play it on here. Probably yeah. not with a with 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 bit of the language, but it was... Um, yeah, it was certainly very well done. But yeah, that's that's the wrap up in terms of the uh, of the, of the rugby. Local sport wasn't a lot going on over Christmas. So there's a few bits to bounce um, bounce around to that happened maybe before Christmas uh, and obviously in the lead up to the new year. I know you want to kick things off with the uh, the cycle cross. Yeah, so there was a New Year Day cycle cross and there was a victory for the Belgium uh, Thomas Verheyen before like Bettendorf and uh, Scott Tilchers. Uh, Scott Tilchers third place finish in Hesperon just enough to make him the final winner of the Skoda Cross Cup. Um, some going New Year's Day New Year's Day bike ride isn't it yeah that's right that's right I did actually think about that with the football this weekend actually all these uh, all these you know players going out there's no um, parties no midnight celebrations there for those athletes I wouldn't think um, ladies cycle cross one day after a victory at the international uh, cycle cross in, in Petange Christine uh, um, uh, I think it's Majerus they, they make a bike Majerus don't they she finished um, 24th at the World Cup in Holst uh, yeah, she had finished 24th at the World Cup um, the Luxembourg champion was 4 minutes and 14 seconds behind the winner Lucinda Brand from the Netherlands that's some going two competitions in two days yeah phenomenal uh, but um, yeah to bounce across to ladies football um, they obviously uh, this is going back a little bit now uh, they lost 5-0 uh, to Austria um, in Vienna Neustadt um, but then they played the return game and they got pumped 8-0 in Luxembourg at the new uh, at the new stadium. New stadium. Tough, old, tough old day at the office. Yeah. Mm. Um, Alpine skiing. In Luxembourg, Alpine skiing. You've got to love this. Both Matthew Osh and Gwyneth Tenra are fighting for a chance to represent uh, the Grand Duché in Beijing. Wouldn't that be great? Alpine skiing is downhill slalom, giant slalom, Super G combined. Um, and mixed team parallel uh, slalom at the two end, uh, 2022 Winter Olympics are set to begin in two months. Mate, that's, um, if you ever watch the Super G stuff. Incredible, isn't it? Like literally going down like a wall. A, 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 like, like a bullet. Yeah. I mean... They, they ain't snow ploughing down <laughs> that bad boy, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, I, 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 I would, would be interested to know what, what their maximum speed is. That's, but that's one of those sports where, you, so the... You go Gwyneth there, she's only 16, but 
the um, they if you ever go skiing, you'll see the youngsters flying down there, and that's you have to start at that age. You're basically fearless because I will tell you now, I ain't going down the, that. I'm, no, the older you get, older you get, it's a little bit like Formula One, I'm isn't it? The younger down. drivers are a bit more um, a bit more ruthless. So yeah, Matthew Osh, who already participated in the 2018 games in uh, Pyeongchang, he's got a good chance of making the Alpine skiing qualification. Yeah, 16 year old uh, Gwyneth is also closing in on necessarily um, FIS points to qualify. Good luck to them both. Um, yeah, bouncing across to the NRL. Now, this is an interesting one because there's a guy, Blake Ferguson, who played over 200 games for the Sharks, the Raiders, the Roosters and the, and the Eels in Parramatta. Um, yeah, he's obviously been uh, arrested on suspicion of drugs. That's not the first time we've um, seen some of the Aussies get tangled up in, in some drugs sort of towards the end of their career. Because you remember we had the two Olympic rowers from Athens, I think it was, the two brothers. That's right. And they were trying to import... Well, well I don't know what from they were trying to do, but yeah, apparently it was an accident, whatever they say. Another good excuse. There's some good excuses, there. excuses yeah. But that's that's interesting one because, you know, you make it... You well, sort there of was the other league, and um, Manu Vadavai. He was found guilty, wasn't he? Manu Vadavai for... Um, Is he played doing for the boxing now? Did I, did no, I he's not. The only boxing he's doing is in prison. Fair enough. Touche. But um, it's odd how, you know, it's almost like after they leave the limelight, they need, you know, they're, obviously they're not generating enough money or anymore. Or living on an edge. Yeah. Yeah. Could be. Could or, be big, or, 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 or too big for their boots. I'm not sure. So, reluctantly, I'm going to finish with a bit of cricket here, mate. Wow. Um, <laughs> You're very reluctant. You will be. But... Um, yeah, obviously we'll get onto the Ashes stuff in the, you know, so, well, England cricket teams have been accustomed to being forcibly uh, disintegrated uh, in this tour of Australia. For the fifth time in six tours, six, not six, six tours, they have lost the urn at the earliest available opportunity and in record-breaking fashion. Would you believe it took just 852.3 overs... For Australia to win the Ashes, it's the shortest um, uh, or, the, or the, the least amount of balls bowled. Um, uh, the third test lasted only 180 overs and four balls, uh, which is, makes it the earliest any team's ever lost it. Yeah, not... not. I mean, I was obviously... I watched a little bit of it at the start, but it was like, you see, like they were just getting a hide in it. It wasn't even worth watching anymore, you know? Yeah, um, it's a bit embarrassing. Speaking of cricket, randomly... How good is that catch? Paul Collingwood catching Matthew Hayden. This is years. That, ago. Years ago. This is two thousand. Was that two thousand and five? Yeah, was it? Yeah, would be, that's, that's I think exactly that would have been. Would. That's when yeah, England sort of became. So one day, yeah, a, a one dayer. How um, good? Yeah, phenomenal. I mean, I think with but he dives. It's the way he goes over on on the on the right, and he lifts his right hand up. But like a, a, a goalkeeper would, and just yeah. I mean, he snatched it out of the air, didn't Sticks. he? But at, at such speed as well. Um, um, did you see? But we, we you saw that. Uh, that Brett Lee still bowling yeah. uh, pretty quick. Bowled his, bowled his lad out, didn't he? Bowled his son out on street, cr- street cricket. Absolutely did him. Stick Middle that. stump. Knocked on the belt. Knocked on the belt. Um, I saw you uh, lazing it up on the couch over the weekend uh, watching the darts, mate. Very much so. Um, yeah, I think the highlight for me uh, was Govan Price's nine data. It's not often you get to see a, um, a, a, a nine data. Um, nine dart obviously throw nine darts and you can and, and, and you check out that's one of those things in, in, in high level sport is to watch something like that that's well you only even in a even in a, in a world championships I don't think I, I don't think last year you got one 
but um, and I think this year there's there's been two. I think I think James Wade got one. I'm not sure, but I I, I didn't see that one. But I I, I watched um, Gerwin Price's nine data, and he was under an, a, a phenomenal amount of pressure because um, he's been riling up a bit of the crowd. It's fair to say, and the crowd is certainly riling him up. Um, so to knock one out in that match was phenomenal. Um, yeah, a, a great thing to see. I'd say you walk around with a swagger after. Well, after you did, nine, but nine. he didn't win the set. Huh. So you got to win three legs to win the set. Yeah. So he won his that that leg, um, uh, but he but he but he lost the lost the set and and consequent and and he ended up by not going through to the uh, to the semi-finals and tonight are the tonight's the finals. So Ooh, have a look at. Be, Excuses. Yeah, we've all got them. They're like armpits. Just everyone's got them, though. Yeah, um, some are, some are, some are more smelly than others. Yeah, touche, touche. There's some good ones. Um, I, I put a post on um, on the Instagram uh, just to get you know just a few um, uh, you know a few messages. See if boys would would message would back. Bite. You know what was really funny is when I posted it. You know, you didn't get a lot of interaction, and then all of a sudden, it gets to about ten o'clock when boys are obviously sat on the couch and make the messages coming through. Coming, coming through. Boys yeah. getting boys getting uh, chucked uh, chucked under the bus. Do well, you, do you do you hear them as? I mean, because you hear excuses as when when you're in a, when you're in a team environment, so you get them and they let they let a team down. In in squash or an individual sport, or like particularly if someone came to work, or if it was a if I was to do a, a coaching lesson, it's not the end of the world because you've got other work. You've got other work to do, or you can have a workout, or you can actually do a solo, have a solo hit yeah, if someone yeah. doesn't pitch up. But in a team sport, yeah, then you've got someone letting letting the team down. It, 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 yeah, yeah. Well, look, I've, I've got quite a few, some few funny ones, and my phone's just gone off there again with a couple more. So I'll, I'll squeeze those ones in. But I know you want to uh, you want to kick things off here with a, a, squash, a squash. Yeah, story. that's right. I mean, well, I, I've had them all. I've had all the excuses. just to be clear. Who, who's this chap you're going to talk about? Well, this one is a guy called uh, uh, Joe Mega. He's um, is he gonna you gonna get a phone call after this? No, no. Actually, he's come and played a tournament or one of my tournaments once. He's from he's from Canterbury, and he's uh, he's a, he's a certainly a squash uh, junkie, squash enthusiast. Yeah. Um, and he <clears> contributes <throat> quite a bit on a few of the, the the chat forums. He does it because I think he well he he, he can coach and he's also a um, administrator as well. And he's really he promote he, he's a good face for the game because he's he's. He's just into it. He's a he's a junkie, as I say. Um, but uh, he um, he informed me of one that he got nice, and, and it's certainly up there. And there's not many excuses you forgive, but he he forgave this one, and, and so would I. And he was said it was for a guy who was living about thirty minutes away, and Joe was organising the, um, the 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 Canterbury Open. Anyway, his first match was on was actually on a Sunday, so I'm, I'm guessing it was only a, a one day tournament. But he. Um, his match was at ten o'clock on on Sunday afternoon, or Sunday morning rather, excuse me. Um, and the idea is that this guy would drive to Canterbury and have a few beers with him the night before, stay the night, so he's all in good time for the match and for the, for the huh. well, a few beers. It's it's social. I don't know what. To, well, he's in, in in D. He was in the D division, so he wasn't really up in the in, in the open draw. So he's a bit more of a social punter, let's say. But anyway, he didn't come. He didn't come for the Saturday night, so they tried calling him. His phone was switched off. Um, another hour later, still no go. And he said, "Okay, well, hopefully he's just the, the phone's off, and he's, there's nothing too sinister that's gone on, and he'll be here at, for his match at um, t- ten o'clock." So um, 
Anyway, nothing. He didn't didn't hear from ten o'clock Sunday come, and he the got the the, the his, his mate hasn't pitched up, and um, so eventually he he did turn up two out two hours after his match, and he said, "Look, your match was two hours. What you know? I've I've tried calling you on Saturday night because we had a plan that you were going to come. What happened?" Um, and he said, "Listen, <laughs> I'll read it out to you here." He said, um, "He said uh, he'd gone out drinking in Folkestone." On the Friday evening, and on his walk home, he got a kebab. Then, as he was coming out of the kebab, there's two young fellas that were giving him a bit of lip. So he told them to push over there, and, uh, and 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 move on. And if he if he didn't if he didn't do so, then he would uh, he would he would sort them out. Lay the yeah, down whether he would or not, I, I don't know. But yeah. uh, unlikely because apparently he's a bloody he's a, he's a nice guy. Anyway, he um, squash all squash. Squash nice, nice guys. Well, I wouldn't say, wouldn't say nice guy. He's, he's he's a bit of a relaxed dude. Anyway, he gets to his um, walks home, takes his time because he's eating his kebab. Gets there, and these two young fellows are, are are pretty much next to his front doorstep, and they had a go. Um, the young fellows had a go at him. So um, yeah. Anyway, he uh, he knocked them both out cold, um, left them on the pavement, and went went inside and um, yeah had a shower, went to uh, went to bed, and uh, knock at the door, and it was the police. The old neighbours had called the police because they'd heard it all and seen these young, two young fellas out on the out on the pavement. Yeah. So the police had come in, and um, they they'd also seen it on CCTV as well. So um, they'd pinged him, and, and, and cutting a long story short, he um, he basically yeah got put away for the night, um, and Mister's Mister's match got up, got got out of the got out of prison, had a shower, and um, and and went to the match. Gold, absolute gold. He said, "I was yeah, I was, I was sorry, I couldn't get the match. I was in the I was in the nick at the, the time, nick, huh? which was a bit of a play on words." But he said, "Listen, it was so so brilliant because he knew the guy really well, and he said, listen, that's the best excuse.' So we managed to." Um, Get all the games played on time, but yeah, one hell of an excuse that you're actually being in the nick. Joe, if if, if you are listening, if, if Nathan's missed out any gritty details, you know, we'd love to hear from I mean, you. Hilarious. Um, you know, never let the uh, the truth get. In yeah, the there's some excuses stories. you've got to forgive. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so as I said, we'll just rattle through some other ones. Um, you, you've got some there as well. So uh, Jonathan Flynn, who at the time was captain of RCL, had a guy called three times during the season. To cry off playing because his grandmother had died. How many grandmothers have you got? Yeah. <laughs> well, only two, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, another good one. Uh, uh, one of my best mates, actually, Rob Dunkley. Um, he just put, because we're doing contact, that's why he's not going to training. Now, that, that, that comment is sort of justified in his... Uh, in, in, in his instance, because this is the same guy who uh, broke and dislocated his ankle um, playing touch. <laughs> so I can understand that, you know? I can understand that. Um, I was obviously doing a bit of a... Yeah, I was just doing a... Just reading around and just seeing if I could find some uh, some, some other funny ones. And um, another one here. This is out in America. I had a swimmer in the middle of winter wipe out on his bike on his way to early morning practice because it was too slippery. When I asked him why he rode his bike in the snow, he admitted it was to hopefully crash. <laughs> so he didn't have to train. <laughs> didn't have to go and practice. You got you got to love you got to love the honesty. Uh, the Luis Suarez Luis Suarez one. That's funny. You know when he bit the fella, the Italian bit, fella, bit, bit in the, in the, uh, but his ear. No, he bit him on the on the shoulder. On the shoulder. Oh, the power was the paragon. And when, uh, when when he was asked about it, he said um, he lost his balance and ended up falling on his opponent. 
<laughs> Bearing in mind he's got previous of biting people in football matches as well. It's funny how they don't get chucked under the bus for that sort of thing. I think he got banned for five games or something. Oh, it's nothing. Pathetic. Nothing. Pathetic. Yeah, for, for... You know, you want to make an example, throw these, uh, throw these boys under the bus. Uh, here's I, I agree. Here's I agree. another good one. Saturday morning fitness. Uh, some boys will know who this is, but I won't name him and shame him because he'll know. He'll, I'd imagine he regrets saying it. Saturday morning fitness. It's not uncommon for the boys to go heavy when there's no games on a Friday night, but still turn up for Saturday morning fitness, you know, sweat it out. I guess you can go for round two on the Saturday or whatever. So Saturday morning fitness, um, this fella drops, um, he hasn't gone out, uh, he's dropped a few of the lads up to fitness, and then one of the lads has shouted uh, down to him, oh, why aren't you doing fitness? And his response was, I have nothing to prove. Oh my goodness! That is smelly, isn't it? Oh, that's that's rotten. Have you had any um, excuses when you're on the, the the pitch? I don't know. Let's say someone's let in a try, or uh, or I don't know, and they've come up with a with a bad excuse on the on the park. I couldn't even tell you. There's a lot of things get said which are sort of throwaway comments. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. I had one in uh, Amsterdam. We're playing a team event named the Junkies, which I've, 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 I've just. Um, just use that word, but it's called a, a junkies event. And anyway, a uh, mate of ours, Stefan, was playing. Stefan's got he's got big calves and he wears his socks up. Um, and anyway, he was playing this guy from England, and the England guy was 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 I would say a bit a better player, better technically, yeah. better savvy. He was he kind of read the game. He played well, better technically than than Stefan. Anyway, but at the end of the day, Stefan actually sorted him out. Yeah, uh, two love or three love. And the guy, he was just, he was just bragging and showing off. Anyway, he, he, we, we said, well, if if you're so good, like, why did you lose? And he says, well, look, look at this, look at this dude's socks. They're pulled up so high. I mean, who's gonna, who's gonna beat a guy with socks pulled up high? That was, a, that was the excuse. We just laughed. I mean, it's fair to say we didn't shout him a, we, we shouted all his team a beer when we finished the match, but we didn't give him one. That was for sure. Oh, mate, the, um, it's not even an excuse. It's just like. Oh, it's, path- it's yeah. noise, isn't it? It's just just like noise, noise, yeah, 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 yeah. An um, oxygen thief. Again, as I said to you, this one came through uh, quite late. So uh, I think I screenshotted you this one yesterday. So a friend of mine, George Coote. Um, okay, so uh, George used to be very, very good, very, very good scrum half at school, but played less seriously. Anyway, he got dropped to the twos once. So ended up going out on a bit of a bender on the Friday night. Woke up the next day. Felt horrific. Didn't want to tell the twos coach. So rang the twos coach and told him that his car had been stolen and that he couldn't play. Ended up backfiring because the guy sent someone to come and pick him up so he could go and play the match. So George had to get out of the house and go and park the car half a mile away. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He said it worked though because he he had an absolute blinder. So uh, And he said he's played some of his best rugby absolutely hanging. But yeah, mate, there's some gold ones. One of the lads uh, from uh, Tessestrian's back home said, uh, it, obviously you've got the WhatsApp group. WhatsApp's gold, isn't it? Because it's like, you know, it's a, it's a big free-for-all on there if you... Um, if you let all the bad to well, happen. Well, you've you got to be careful what you post because, you know, anything can get called out, your grammar and absolutely everything. Um, but yeah, one of the lads, Pepe, um, told me that uh, Eugene Baxter, one of the back rowers, just posted that he can't train or play this week because my rabbits have died. Like, we shouldn't laugh about that, but... Emotional time. Tough, 
tough time. Um, and, so, I did, and, and I, I saw one on there. Was there a fourth choice? Fourth, a fourth, a fourth choice fly half. Well, I don't know what this is about, George. I was trying to get to the bottom of it with George, but basically, George on the bottom of George being George, he uh, you know doesn't want to just throw himself under the bus. He wants to drag somebody yeah, down with him. He says, Brownie, what about the time he didn't turn up to Mosley's match, and the fourth choice fly half got dragged out of the stands during the warm up because everyone was getting injured, and ended up getting man of the match. <laughs> <laughs> Well played, George. That. Well played. I always thought I was fifth choice at Mosley anyway, so uh, cheers, George. Thanks for that, mate. But uh, yeah, obviously, if you've got any of those good excuses for um, why people have uh, missed sport or training, we would love to hear them. We're going to add it onto our segment with uh, moving forward with the uh, the socks up and the socks down bit. Another good one here. So obviously, it doesn't relate to just sport. It's missing work as well. Um, someone uh, messaged their boss saying they couldn't come into work today because they had chugged a bottle of mouthwash thinking that it was Powerade <laughs> and were sick of a result. Can <laughs> drinking too much mouthwash make you sick, can it? There's Robin Dex, who's, uh, who's, who's notorious for, for coming up with excuses. This is the lad who couldn't catch the ball and hoofed it over the clubhouse and then walked in from training. Uh, he texted Oshin one day when it was raining at training and said, I don't think I'm going to come up because um, it's raining and I don't really have the attire to play and he was he was sat in the car park it's not like he was sat at home so he'd driven to training but it was like yeah I'm not going up mate um, I think that's the thing is if you are going to go out on the on the steam on the tear you know and you wow. said you play you've got to turn up you know yeah we, we might have car, we, we also might have an excuse from the, the, the Buccaneers player that walked off the pitch last night mate that's so random just walked he walked pulled his shirt off like, but apparently he's got like He's got previous of doing weird stuff well, like that. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a little bit, go- a little bit too much going on upstairs, and well, maybe um, not, not enough. Yeah, but I, I think the Buccaneers are fed up with him now, and have said. Uh, but he's meant to be a serious player as well, isn't he? Yeah, but and I, th- I think he had actually an, an okay game. I haven't seen it, but I just saw a little, little brief is that it he. The actual is it just preseason or is it is it the actual into the NFL season now? I don't know. Well, I know the basketball's going on, and they don't normally play the two the, the leagues time. at the same same time. But it was definitely last night. I don't know if it's a, a serious game or not. It's a bit like the um, Chicago Bulls. They had a, there was an interesting one that happened with them last night, wasn't it? The, the same guy on the last second hit the same shot. Got three, yeah, from not not from halfway, but almost from halfway, and, and threw it on the on, as the as the as the buzzer called to win sometimes you've got the right cards you know sometimes you've got the right cards but yeah um, as I say Nathan great to link up after the new year obviously um, hopefully we'll have a lot more report to report on next week in terms of the local sport uh, looking forward to both getting back into it ourselves um, obviously, Do find some more ex- find some more excuses yeah, if you've got any good excuses any, uh, and as I said we, we always want to give a shout out to those younger the, the coaches who are who are looking after the younger ones Hopefully you've enjoyed your well-deserved Christmas break. Not too much Christmas pudding, um, and you know the sooner we can get all the kids getting active again. Um, well, enter the enter the enter the supporters as well. That goes down the mums and dads that give them that, that that look after the youngsters, but they also take the youngsters to watch some of the seniors as well. You all, I know when you're uh, when you're playing, it's always nice when the, the mums and dads come and support you on the sidelines yeah, or or over a court or um, around a track. Yeah, yeah, we do. We, we we love to see it. There's nothing better than playing in front of a, a decent crowd at the weekend, you know. Um, 
Yeah, I'm waffling on here, but um, if you do, if we haven't spoken about your sport or if I've mispronounced your name or I've told a blatant lie on here or Nathan has, then please get in touch. We love a bit of interaction and uh, we look forward to uh, yeah shouting out to you next week. Yeah. Take it easy. Cheers.